Welcome to Joyful Eating. I'm your host, Jules Clancy, a former food scientist and winemaker turned cookbook author and health coach. I've discovered a simple way to have a joyful relationship with food without sacrificing pleasure or my waistline, and I can help you get there too. Listen on to find out how. Hello, hello, I'm Jules and welcome to Joyful Eating episode number 48. So today we're going to be delving into the truth about self-discipline. But before we get there, I have to tell you about my best bite this week. So we got my Irishman a new wood-fired pizza oven for his birthday in January. And on the weekend, we cooked some... So yes, you cook pizza in it, but we also... um. On Saturday night, my Irishman went to fish market and got this beautiful whole ocean trout, which is kind of like a large salmon. And yeah, so we roasted that in the oven and I served it with shamula, which is like this Moroccan, kind of like a Moroccan sauce, Moroccan chimichurri. So kind of, but so using coriander and ground cumin and paprika and lots of lemon juice. So like mixed mixed up together and a shaved zucchini salad with zucchini from the garden, like shaved really finely using my mandolin. And yeah, it was just such a beautiful meal. So the plan for today is we're going to be talking about self-discipline and why, why really it's a myth. So I'll first I'll share the story behind this episode, why I decided to talk about it, why I really see self-discipline as being a myth and what to do instead. And I've also got a bonus tip for you. So we'll wrap it up with a key takeaway. So the story behind this episode, basically, um, so with my coaching group, The Naturally Healthy Club, each week I post a review of our week and what's gone well and what hasn't. And I had shared in my review about, um, uh, I think, yeah, something to do with me and my alcohol and like sticking to my plan of drinking whatever I would plan to drink. And one of my students called, commented saying, you know, it's great that you're posting a review, but yeah, sounds really disciplined, Jules. <laughs> and I was like, and I actually, this mate got me thinking about this whole idea of self-discipline and because a lot of people say that to me, oh yeah, Jules, you must be very disciplined because you, you take care of yourself and you do all these things. And the thing is that like, on, if you knew me on the inside, you'd be like, all right, okay, she's totally not because <laughs> definitely don't have a lot of discipline. Like I'm just as chaotic as the next person. But the thing is that I have found ways that I don't need discipline in order to be healthy. And so it, on the outside, it looks like I'm being disciplined, but on the inside, I'm actually really internally motivated. So yeah, that's why I thought I'd share an episode on this and, and actually how that works in the behind the scenes of Jules's brain. So first, let's talk about like why exactly why discipline is a myth. And so it's not just me. Like I think if you look at anyone that you think, oh yeah, they must be very disciplined, they're not. Because the thing is that human brains evolve to seek pleasure and avoid pain. And that's really what kept us alive and kept us safe <laughs> throughout the ages. And so that was like our prime directive of our brains. And really, if you think about it, discipline is the opposite of that. Like it, it's, it's foregoing pleasure instead of seeking pleasure. And it's actually seeking pain. Um, so really like discipline in itself like goes against human nature. So I think that's why it's a myth because anyone that you think that they're being disciplined, they actually are being motivated in other ways. They're not forgoing pleasure. They're finding ways to get pleasure from whatever action that they want to, want to be taking. So 
if discipline's a myth, what can we do instead? There's two things that are really important to look at. First is building your skills. If you aren't good at cooking, the thought of going into the kitchen, it just, it feels awful. Like you get in there and you're, it's awkward. You don't know how to hold the knife. You don't know like what to do. You don't know how, when they you read a recipe, it's like, you know, cook until done. You're like, oh my, what does that mean even? Like, so if you don't have skills, like it's very confusing. It's, there's not, not much pleasure and there's a lot of pain, right? So what we want to do instead is like build skills. So then we get the pleasure from taking the positive action. So this helps us like be intrinsically motivated to make healthy choices and it helps you feel good about doing whatever it is. So so the, having skills where it feels good to be doing things is the first thing. So prime example there really is in terms of health is like learning the skill of cooking because that's going to completely change your experience of going into the kitchen and it's going to turn it around from being this thing that feels painful and awful and lots of energy and effort and I don't want to do it <laughs> to something that feels fun and joyful and feels pleasurable to walk into the kitchen and cook. So it actually, by building the skill of cooking, like you're changing your relationship with it and you're removing the need for discipline because you're naturally going to be drawn to it because that's what we do as humans. If we're good at something, like we naturally want to do more of it. So the first one is building skills. And the second thing to do instead is really focus on building habits. And I guess, you know, skills can become a habit as well. So they're kind of intertwined. But the secret to building habits, and I will do a podcast episode on this, is because it's a fascinating thing. But the secret to really getting habits to work for you is, again, like this idea of intrinsic rewards. So making the habit itself pleasurable. So then you want to keep doing it and making the habit not painful. Then your your human brain is naturally motivated to do the things that feel good. And the cool thing with this is then it, you can actually get to the point where your habits, where it actually feels bad not to do them. Like if you think about brushing your teeth, like you get that clean feeling, it feels really good. And if you don't brush your teeth, like you feel... Um, you know, it feels it feels icky, like it feels it feels gross. So you're naturally motivated to have that habit of brushing your teeth. And so for most of us, you know, brushing our teeth every day is an easy habit for us to have. But we can use that same concept for other habits as well. Like particularly exercise is a huge one. So of course, if you like hate going to the gym and you force yourself, you can force yourself to go for a little while um, or doing a boot camp or something like that. But if you choose a form of exercise, so say you love walking and you get to listen to a podcast, so you're you know, out in nature and you're having a really nice time, or maybe you're walking your dog or um, for me running, I love that, um, that time that I get to be out. And then also like I love the endorphins afterwards. So for me, running is inherently pleasurable and actually and my mental health is so much better when I'm running when I run every day that for me it, it feels pleasurable to do it and I actually feel pain if I don't so I've got that internal motivation so I'm not disciplined at all around it it's like you know I just I really just want to do it because it feels so much better when I do and we can also apply the same principle to other habits for your health so like shopping for healthy food like if you're rushed and you're stressed and you 
like don't have a list and you don't know what you're looking for, like, and it feels awful, that's not going to be a habit that sticks. Whereas if you're like, you allow yourself time and maybe you have a coffee afterwards or you buy yourself a bunch of flowers or you go to the farmer's market or you go somewhere that's produce is displayed beautifully, like bring that pleasure to the shopping experience. Like, and you need to leave your children at home so that they're not, you're not trying to like, you know, keep them in line. Um, you know, what can you do to build that shopping habit where it's naturally something that you want to do? Because I, I, again, that's something I love going to the farmer's market. I love looking at the food and choosing what we're going to be having for the week. Um, so yeah, like how can you make shopping a, a habit? Or another one is meal planning. Like, because then, you know, you've got a list of, you know, what you're going to be eating for the week, you know, like it's just kind of easy. So we want to be building, again, it's this idea of, of building habits and making them intrinsically rewarding so that you want to keep doing them and that we don't, that discipline doesn't ever come into the equation. And then my bonus tip for today is just another thing that you, that can be really helpful in terms of like having this natural motivation is, is your self-concept. And there's this idea in psychology that we all have a kind of a self-concept, like a vision of what we think of ourselves. And so if you're currently thinking of yourself as someone who's, you know, not healthy, not taking care of themselves, someone who's not where you want to be in terms of your health, like as long as you continue to see yourself as that person who struggles with their weight, this person who isn't taking care of themselves, you're going to keep, because we, we act in accordance with our self-concepts. So if you keep having that self-concept, yes, you can like change things for the short term. You could go on a diet and lose weight. But if your self-concept is still someone who struggles with their weight, who doesn't take care of themselves, you're going to revert back to that self-concept eventually. So what we want to do instead is like evolve your self-concept. Um, so actually start to change the way you see yourself. And then that, the really cool thing is that when you start to see yourself as this naturally healthy person, it actually feels painful to not be acting consistent. Like it would feel painful for me to not take care of myself, like to just start going and getting drive through and eating <laughs> eating crap all the time like that just wouldn't feel good to me because it's it would be inconsistent with my self concept so if you're not happy with your current self concept like that's the cool news is that you can it's something you can change um, and the way to start doing that is to just start start telling yourself I either I am someone like I am an awesome cook or I am a naturally healthy person or or you if it, if that feels like too much of a, a leap then you can just you know start telling yourself you know it's possible for me to become an awesome amazing cook it's possible for me to love cooking it's possible for me to have a healthy relationship with alcohol um you know it's possible for me to stay at my ideal weight with ease and just set that as a goal and then just write it down every day and the crazy thing is that the more you think that thought and the more you write that thought down, the sooner your like your self-concept will actually start to evolve and your world will change. Like it's really like a really cool fun bonus tip. And that's the work I do with with people in coaching is really helping them see that possibility and learn to change their self-concept. So it's really, really magical and fun fun thing that we do. Okay, so that's it for today on self-discipline. We don't need to worry about it. We do, what we want to do instead is build skills. So yeah, you really don't need to be self-disciplined to be healthy. Like instead, we want to focus on building your skills and your habits um, and changing your self-concept so that healthy behaviors come 
you know, a way for you to gain pleasure and avoid pain so that you're naturally motivated to want to keep doing them. And if you want to build the skill of becoming someone who loves cooking, then I'd love you to join me in Joyful Cooking in 90 Days. So it's my new group coaching program where I help you feel excited about cooking. So if you're interested in that, um, you can find out more details on my website. It's thestonesoup.com. So if you just Google stone soup, so stone as in rock and soup as in a bowl of, and then click on the joyful cooking tab when you get there and you'll find it. Okay. Have a gorgeous week and I will catch you next week. Bye. Before you go, this is the best part. So if you enjoyed Joyful Eating, subscribe to the podcast and I'd love to send you a copy of my free cookbook called Six Ingredients, 20 Minutes, Simple Whole Foods for Joyful Weeknight Dinners. It's full of easy recipes so delicious they'll satisfy even the biggest food snob. Just Google Stone Soup and you'll find it.